cliffcentral.com. All about lifestyle, relationships, cause and get. From Cassie to the Burb. From Cassie to the Burb. Yeah, that's us once more time on Easter Friday. It's a good Friday with us on Black Life. We're all in the studio, and today we have a very exciting show for all you entrepreneurs and people who want to know all about mentorship and how to get into a business and how to keep it going. How are you doing, Phil Marie? Happy Easter. I'm good, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm very good. Are you on what, a diet? Or what did Gabir make your lip? I had to go there because you asked me about (laughs) silly things like diets and all those sort of things. It's called tattoo, and I I almost regretted. Really? Yeah. It's it's very painful. It seems like it's quite painful. Like your lips are all dried out. Thank you. uh, We're not taking a photo. It's okay. Stop staring at it. I'm not sharing a mic with you. (laughs) (laughs) Share with you. Dying. Dying. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I can't even laugh properly. Okay, it's painful. I went and did it on Monday. It's still not healed properly. I, oh, I don't know when it's going to be. Scotty, man. Yeah. yeah. But I, I put Tomisha on there. So what's tattooing? What do you mean, what's tattooing? How do you tattoo Color. Like? You, like makeup. It's called permanent makeup. Oh. It won't show on your skin. <laughs> 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 you can always tattoo them. Woo! Vilmarie's <laughs> in town today. Vilmarie <laughs> ain't playing around today. But anyway, we've got some uh, incredible guests, guests, guests with us today, and uh, we hope that you're certainly having a fantastic Easter Friday. It is Good Friday. Uh, it's it's a wonderful day. I see you've brought some Easter eggs. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. What what are, what does Easter eggs have to do with Easter actually? Nothing. Ah, okay. So why it's do we why do we always do these Easter egg hunts and all sorts of madness like that? If it's got nothing to do with Easter, it's just a typical, I think, money making thing. Okay. Like Christmas. I've always eh? wondered. Good marketing. It is good marketing. <laughs> How you doing, money? Dave? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we got us, we got our studio guest. Dave is in the house. Uh, introduce our studio guest, Dave Vilmery. We've got Dave Eastmant and Naomi Eastmant, um, and we've got Hema. So Dave and Naomi have their thing together, which is actually a great thing. I want to ask them about it. How do they Their do Their marriage it? or Exa- what are we talking about? Well, in business. <laughs> okay. Could you work with your wife? Yeah, I actually do a lot, but um, it's not always easy, you know, uh, especially if we've, we've had a fight about something completely unrelated and personal. Let me guess, and, money. And then, no, it's just oh. like stupid stuff, you know. And like, then you got to work together. And then we got to work together. You guys must tell us what your secret is. And then we're going to speak to Hema from Passionate Professionals. Um, and BC wants his mic on, to me, sure. Of course, of course, of course. Um <laughs> Dave, do you want to just, um, your company? It's called. <coughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called OVNP, okay, which what means outdoor video and photographic. Ah. Okay. There you go. He's been around. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more about OVP. OVNP has been around since the turn of the century. Turn but you, of the but century. you're still young. Well, when you say that, it's like not since 1901. Actually, since 2000. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> ah, very clever, Dave. <laughs> Got you there. And uh, and what do you guys do? I mean, outdoor video and photography. Do you specialize in anything that that's got to do with outdoor or? Yeah, the whole thing started years and years back. Uh, we are, we're passionate about wildlife. We've um, given years of our lives to videoing and filming, and we're very involved with the rhino thing until recently. 
And uh, it's, it's sort of grown and grown and grown. And now we do a lot of commercial and corporate work uh, on the video and photography side, which is exciting. It's quite unusual, actually. Normally, the, you find production houses either do video or they do photography, and we do both. So, yeah, but, pretty cool. But that's it gives the the great combination. I mean, and, and Omi, if I'm right, you the one that handles stunning scripts. I mean, you're the writer. Ah, oh, thanks, Mallory. <laughs> this is one one little part of it. Yeah, the yeah. photography and video. Fortunately, it's something that we that we both do both of. So that's given us a a lot of advantage over the years. It's writing in us, basically. Yeah, the the writing side is is also something different that I do. I've written a novel and I've done a lot of a lot of writing online, published online. Um, but in terms of our photography and video, yes, it would be the scripts for the videos. So tell me something. Um, your novel is it is it like a photographic novel? Does it have like a lot of pictures, or do you actually have to read stuff? No, it's a novel. It's a it's a women's book. Really? What is it all yeah, about? it's not published yet. It's set in Cape Town, and it's got a conservation angle, which is African penguins. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's basically a love story. It's, it's, a, it's, so it's, it's a, a it's, it's a fiction. Yeah, fiction. A, yeah. a South African rom com around yeah. penguins. Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Actually, it's very exciting because we're getting a lot more South African writers coming out. And I'd say a couple of years ago, South African publishers, even up to five years ago, kept saying South Africans don't read, uh, especially when it comes to South African novels uh we end up buying more the international stuff but i'm i'm seeing that there's more and more south african writers that are actually getting their novels published tell us about yours okay so so mine's not published yet yes but, but we can um, certainly punt it uh, yeah it was actually written with a view to be made into a movie so it's oh, nice to chat to so you it's a good thing you know you got an actor right here <laughs> exactly what i'm thinking <laughs> i have a part for you in the book <laughs> oh yeah it's got to be a big part though because you know i'm a leading man uh, yeah, i can't cocky. just be like just some guy Are you leading in and penguin out. You know what they say about penguins. So is 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 the movie based on on the penguins? Because you know penguins find one mate and they're very monogamous, which is unlike most animals in the animal kingdom. I didn't know that about penguins. Really? Um, no, but no, the penguins are part of the story, and also the oil spills. So um, it was actually it was set in 1994 in okay. Cape Town. So obviously there was the whole transition that happened, mm-hmm. but it was also um, there was a major disaster with the with the. Um, the sinking of the Apollo Sea, which happened, and a lot of volunteers came to Cape Town to help save the I penguins. remember that, yeah. yeah so that is just, a, it's a key juncture in the book where some of the characters come together. And then so from there, they fall in love and they meet. Uh, yeah, boy it's meets part girl. of the love story. Okay. <laughs> and then and does it. Yeah, carry on. And there's a? There's a, there's a lot to do with scuba diving and sailing. Cause that's Fortunately, quite I a scuba. Big, yeah. Oh, must too. Mm. Oh, that's a big passion for <laughs> He's really working his way in, yeah. Hey, yeah. you got to work every angle, hey. I mean, as my manager, I'd expect you to be saying a little bit more there, Vilmarie. Just I trying did to behind the scenes. Oh, I okay. met with him an hour before. Oh, that's very good. I've so I'm definitely in the film, eh? <laughs> okay. Well, um, tell us a bit more about your company, though. In terms of your photography and videography, uh, what kind of uh, stuff do you do you do? I mean, you say you do a lot of corporate work now. Um, which big corporates uh, might we know that you work for? Uh, <coughs> we, yeah, we're very privileged. We've got a couple of really amazing accounts, one of them being Janetburg Stock Exchange, we do a lot of work for. Uh, and then a bunch of construction companies, such as Group 5 and Barrow Construction Capital Properties. And then uh, we do a lot of wildlife stuff. Every year we cover the uh, Safari Guide of the Year finals competition, which is up at... Kruger National Park, uh, which is a real, it's hard work, but it's great fun. Okay, and with the Safari Guide, can people from overseas go on the website, or is there a website, or, or, or videos that they can watch to see yeah. what is available for them in terms of holidays around safaris? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I say, the, this is actually the final of the competition. About three and a half thousand registered guides in South Africa. And oh, so it's more for the guides. It's actually, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a competition for the guides. Yeah, I just say thank you to them for all the good work they do. All right. I saw so, some, I saw a beautiful location on your website of uh, a shoot that you did from, I think, probably one of the accommodation spots or something there. Is that right? On, on the site. Or oh, I just missed it. Misplaced that one. Yeah, we have quite a few videos on yes. our website um, from from various different lodges that we visited. Um, the Safari Guide of it's the Year takes place at Inkambeni, yeah. um in, Thank you. in Kruger Park. something. what's the wildest shoot you've ever done? Besides, like taking photos of your beautiful wife naked, oh, you know, wow. maybe videos. Well, it's actually part of the same video. Ah, <laughs> kudos, kudos. So <laughs> we've been we've been fortunate enough to go to Botswana and Kenya, and we've done it 26 times. So we've spent lots of time in the bush, and. Uh, uh, we the lodges the lodge thing we 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 consider more commercial really. Okay. The real the real bush stuff is where we take our, our caravan and we disappear into the bush on our own and we, a hundred kilometers from anyone or anything. So your campers. So the, yeah. yeah no, the, no lions come in, the lions come in. But you know what these guys said to me the other day that this is the Afrikaans thing. You see, it's not. No, it is. <laughs> what? Because no, they're English. Listen, we've been camping all our lives, and we're not about. It's to a white thing, right? It's a white thing. Oh, it's a white and thing. Sorry. Yeah, what? it is a white thing. Did you camp on? It's BC? like if you live in a shack, yes, why would I you want to go live in a tent for a holiday? <laughs> yes. Like that doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, yeah, we do five star camps, Will Marie. Oh, say again. We do five star camping. Oh, so, which means like, yeah, we camp where there's five star hotel accommodation oh. right next to the campers. You know those camp yards? I then saw in your magazine. I'm not yeah, trying to take no caravan uh, somewhere. No, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, no. tent. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's but just we, not my we've style. got up a, a step or two. I mean, we've been doing it for like 20 years and, and a couple of years ago, we went from ground tents to roof tents on the, on the vehicle to, to roof luxury tents, tents on the trailer. Mm. And then, luxury, I luxury tents I do. Mm. Then I bought mm. a, Proper off-road caravan, and you can imagine the number of brownie points I won with this beautiful lady. <laughs> but you guys uh, recently, your your site where I was chosen as the 2014 SA Best Photographic Blog. Um, what was that all about? How did that come about? Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. It was um, a very special thing. We were very grateful to everybody that voted for us. Um, actually. I had initially entered my, my personal little blog about five years ago. Uh, it was nominated by someone in America, in fact. So that was how I found out about the, the blog competition, which I think, as far as I know, is pretty much the only way or, or the most leading way for, for online um, blogging to be recognized in South Africa. Um, so, so what's really special, though, for us also is the, the company that we're in there um, because our, one of the runner-ups um, in our category is Ranger Diaries, which are, it's a fantastic blog, which brings together some of the top safari guides in South Africa and their lodges. And they actually won best photographic blog and best environmental blog for the previous three years. Um, so it was really quite special. We've been following them for a long time because of our passion for wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens with the blogging competition, they've got 17 judges altogether and really some quite um, high profile people, particularly in digital and traditional media. Um, and then some personalities like Brayton Paul, Sir Chester Williams, um, and then uh, Ryan O'Connor from KFM, um, Andrew Barnes, uh, who's at ENCA. Um, so, so it's quite it's quite an established contest um, that's been running for a couple of years, um, and a really nice way for 
for people in the online space in South Africa to get some recognition because we are really quite a bit behind, I'd say, certainly the states in terms of what we're doing online. So, um, but well, I mean, that Naomi, it brings me to a question I want to ask you because I think a lot of people, I mean, you, you understand the website side of it, you understand Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Why blogging? I mean, what, I mean, what is social media is huge now, yeah. and in many ways, and I mean, what you guys are doing is because um, we want to talk a, a more about that on the video side, okay. uh, which for new businesses they should yes. consider from a marketing point of view. But yes. why, why would you say blogging is a benefit to okay. a company? All right, I, I, I feel it's very powerful. I think it's one of your central things in all of your marketing, um, because what you're doing there is you're using your blog to obviously share, you know, updates. So it's fresh content coming online. Which which is good for you from a Google, you know, search perspective. But much more than that, it's helping to establish you as a thought leader in your industry and it's giving you good content. Obviously, the important thing is to have really quality content that offers value to your people who will be mm-hmm. reading it. So you need to be thinking about what's really going to be helping them. And what we do then is we integrate the blog with obviously the website, but then with our email marketing. Um, so we do like a monthly newsletter mm-hmm. which shares four blog posts a month that's what we do we recommend that's a, that's a nice amount so you're getting across quite a lot of helpful and useful valuable content for your people um, and then the email side of it is is really an important way to keep in touch so that so that you're top of mind when someone's thinking about work where you might be involved and then you'll be someone that they will be they will be contacting yes. and we see that over and again and the important thing is that a lot of this is really not expensive so so the blog itself um, I, we use WordPress which is not an expensive thing. We we have a self-hosted blog, which is with um, Bluehost actually in the States, but they are local hosts. And then we use MailChimp for our emailing, which mm. is also free up to 2,000 contacts a month. So so it's great for entrepreneurs, new people want to start. But now your content, what do you base your, your content on? Is it all photography? So ours is focused on photography and videography, but very specifically what we try to do is share with our audience, um, which ranges from corporate, commercial and entrepreneurs, we try to share with them ideas and inspiration and, and different examples of how to use photography and videography to best promote your company mm-hmm. and your career. So. Well, what if you're a person? Let's use Tomisha as an example. Because, I mean, okay. I'm his agent. I'm not the agent. <laughs> you know, but um, if we use him as an example, he's a person. What would you say is the best way for him to, to get his name out there, to promote himself now? And all the new... Uh, social media ways that that okay. we've got. All right, so so because he's he's a um, celebrity, an yes. actor, he, he so calls himself that. Yeah. So yes. you could so say I'll, that. So <laughs> I'm not sure to me if you have your own website with your own name. That's what I would suggest to me on your surname dot com. Um, at the moment, you know, I've been very bad with that sort of thing. I don't Tamisha even have Masha. a website, but uh, I'm sure I'm no, sure I could start something me, like that. So uh, that's a starting point. dot com. Hopefully, no one's stolen it yet. Yeah, exactly. And go for the dot com rather than mm. the dot co dot za. Why would you recommend that? Because I've heard a couple of years ago that this dot co dot za actually helps you in terms of searches because it opens faster for your South African audience. Mm-mm. Not necessarily. No. I'm not. I'm to tell you the truth. I'm not sure about that. But for me, I have an international outlook, and I believe that you do from from here. Yeah. That you're yes. doing international mm. work, so mm. dot com is really the it, it's the the headline one. Um, Am I, I right in that. saying because the the thing that gets you on there when people Google you is search engine optimization? That's where per- experts in social media come in. So they use keywords and that on your website, like Tamisha Marsha rules or rocks or whatever <laughs> the, the case, or yeah, all, all the good things about hashtag you. Hashtag blah blah blah. Yes, exactly. And all the other stuff that Monobisi is always ranting on about <laughs> on on our station. 
So, I mean, those are the things that will help him come up in the search in Google. But besides website, what would you recommend? Then I'll, I would say also definitely have um, some really good photography. So, mm. so we do mm. a lot of profile pics. I've actually been shooting modeling portfolios for 10 years. So one of the things, if you have a look on LinkedIn, you can see that there's a huge crying need for people to have really good quality mm. profile mm. photos. Mm. And I mean, that can be really funky and, you know, go with your personality. It doesn't have to mm. be a corporate look mm. at all. Mm. Um, and then also, you know, your, your little video intro would also be a really yeah. good idea, particularly because you're in media. Yeah. You, know, so. you know, I've always wondered, and this is probably the reason why I've kind of Demisha, did, did you notice Hem's smile when, 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 when she was talking about LinkedIn profiles and she just started smiling? Did you, did you, know, did you guys notice that? Yes, I, I don't understand. Are you, I mean, you guys why? are in studio with some very beautiful people and oh. you missed the smiles. I okay. mean, <laughs> well, we're just trying to be, you know, just like get to the where questions. Are you going? I don't know where yes. you're going with the smiles though. <laughs> no, no, notice how when you speak someone's love language, they oh. just smile oh. from the inside oh, out. Oh, someone so got a bit of love there. last okay. night. Yeah. Actually, yeah, BC must have gone in love because he's never this sweet. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no if we actually, and maybe him is partly smiling because we're planning to do a profile shoot for her. Ah. And she's ah. So she's also a guilty party there. Is that on the videography side? That's no. on the photography. Photography. Yes, we work on video together too, but this is, this is the profile pics for her. But what I wanted to ask is, I mean, the purpose of having a whole website dedicated to your staff, um, what is the purpose of that when you do have social media like Twitter, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, and now you have a whole website with most of your pictures and a, and a video intro? I mean, what am I selling on this website? I think your, your website draws it all together. So if you want some to be, someone to be able to go to one place on the net, it's a credibility thing from, you know, from okay. the start off. Right. And then, you know, let's say, let's say you have a corporate who wants to hire you for, for a gig. Um, then rather than trailing through all of your social media, it just yeah. gives them one impactful spot where mm. you would have, you know, co- uh, references to whatever other media appearances you've done and, you know, your core services. Um, I, I think it's really important. And also then if you set it up, for example, as a WordPress site, your blog is part of your website. So that's going to be coming up so people can see your, your latest things. Hem is okay. actually very good at this on her site too. So, so your latest events, that type of thing. I like where you're going with this because I think even outside of people who are celebrities, I think corporate types might actually uh, benefit from something like this. If, for example, you're trying to get people to know what it is that you do, you, you almost have an online CV. Yeah. yeah as a company and a person, hey. Well, mm. you have, yeah, you have that with LinkedIn. I suppose there's some sensitivity with regard to your company because your company might not want you to be looking for other work necessarily. Um, but there is also a place with intranet. That's something that we do, for example, with our corporate clients like the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. So if they want to share information between themselves with their staff, then that's very useful also. The, but the photo and the video for that. I want to ask something specific, Dave. Something that I did with you guys and one of your also big clients, I assume, is Yamaha. Um, and I mean, the video that you did there, it was a, it was, how long was it? Um, 30 seconds, <coughs> excuse me, 30 seconds. Okay, that was a short one. But I mean, like someone like Tomisho is a business, he's a profile, but he, you know, he's also a business, he sells a service. Would you agree that that's the kind of way to go these days is, is the video side of what you guys do? Um, do his profile? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it yeah. really puts a face and a voice. Yes. Uh, to the personality and tells a story. Uh, th- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we don't. You say thirty seconds is a fairly long TV ad, actually. But in terms of profiles and documentaries and training videos and that sort of thing, we try and keep them as short as possible. Yes, yes. Because people's attention spans very limited, and, and uh, so yeah. you know, two, three minutes, seven minutes outside. 
um, unless we're doing a documentary like Safari Guide of the Year, where there's so much interesting stuff mm. and it really holds the audience's attention. Because I saw on average, I went and did a bit of research um, on the kind of what makes a good YouTube video um, or profile or, you know, in, in lengthwise, anything between two and four minutes is quite a good. Anything longer yep. than that starts, you know, getting tricky. Correct. But, I mean, these days on, I mean, you guys... Uh, enable people like Tomisha and, and people with uh, companies like Hema, like passionate professionals, to put their profile together by using decent photography. This is how I understand it, and then and also putting a video together and, and showing it to the world. So, I mean, no one's got time these days anymore to just read or, or take a phone call. You know, um, so when you see a video, for me, I'm a picture person, so I love seeing a video. I can watch it, then I know exactly what Hema's doing. For example, or to me sure, the, the services that they offer. Mm. For me, that's, that's a much bigger, yeah. well, isn't that the way to go these days? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very big part of the mix. And the, the other thing that's really powerful is to use video for events, which is what we've been doing recently with, with Hema, because she's done some fantastic, fantastic events on a global level. Um, and mm. that's a really nice way to, Pay it forward for everybody who's involved, whether it's you, your partners, your sponsors, and all of the people that you can reach and actually get your message out to and help in that way. Yeah, I mean, Hema, one of what are some of the things that you've done with or that you guys are doing now? Hello, Hema. Hello, Hema. Hi. I think we should introduce our guest, Hema. I think so. Yes, Wilmarie. Yes, on my coffee, eh? I've already done the warm welcome. Yeah, your tattoos, yeah. Welcome. Lip, lip, I had a tattoo up your lip. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, please go. <laughs> okay, so where to start? Um, should I do a quick introduction? Yeah, yes. please. Yes, that would be a good so, start, huh? Um, yeah, so obviously my name is Hema, and, you know, I'm co- I call myself a multi-passionate millennial, because that's just it, you know, I'm passionate about so many things, and it's a central theme that comes up in my life, so my latest venture is the company I've just started called The Passionate Professional, and it's just about that, it's around leadership development, but specifically incubating leaders through mentorship. Mm-hmm. And we do that through various different channels, through events, through training, through consulting, and through building communities. And in getting my company started, that's just that's where I get to meet amazing people. Vomri, that's where we met you yes. at one of my events. <laughs> that's where I got introduced to Naomi and Dave. So it's really been a fantastic journey over the last few months, coming up to a year soon. But um, a little bit over and above that. I guess I'm an engineer by profession, so a bit of a... What? This is the interesting bit. What? Good girl, good girl. <laughs> She's not wearing a, a top... What's that hat? The, 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 perception, the hard hat. The hard hat. Well, the hard you know, hat and safety boots. That, that's just... That's it's a bit sexy, bra- though. You, you know, it's all about how you look at it, right? Wait, wait. wait can we do like a fashion shoot with like... Dave, can you guys do a fashion shoot with him? Like live in the studio so that we can like show everybody... That she does not look like an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) All about breaking misconceptions. (laughs) But this is what I found absolutely amazing. Uh, One of the things that you do, Hema, is am I right in saying you are mentoring or helping other women uh, engineers uh, who, I mean, there's a perception that it's not the way to go for a woman. Is, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually am around a non-profit organization called, it used to be called South African Women in Engineering, but now we've actually gone global last year. So we've 
sort of dropped the South Africa and now it's just women in engineering. And that's actually where my passion for mentorship was born because, you know, I always say I'm a self-acclaimed product of mentorship. You're right, you know, being... It's a no-brainer that engineering is very much a male-dominated field. And for six years, I worked in industry. I've done, I've done the grease monkey. I've done the hard at and overall. I've done the night shifts. I've done all of that. Okay. And a large part of me progressing in that was because of the mentors I had. And in doing so in, in, in running the nonprofit organization, it's about giving back, paying it forward. Yes. You know, that can fundamentally change someone's journey, especially like you said, when all these misperceptions um, yes. exist. But I mean, you guys offer amazing things through this. Am I right? Um, uh, in terms of, is it, just tell us more about that part of, of what you do. Sure. So, I mean, um, uh, Women's was started nine years ago when we were studying at UCT. Um, a couple of friends, um, two of two, there were two really amazing girls, Nadia and Mabu, who, you know, they initially started the organization and then I joined very early on and, um, it was a group of us that just really built this concept. So we run programs now across the pipeline. So at Curland, just at high school level, it's about, you know, exactly what we're talking about, creating awareness, information, breaking those misconceptions and mm-hmm. just letting them, how many, how many high school girls do you know her putting their hand up and like, yeah, you ought to be an engineer. Uh, well, 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 but this is the thing we were talking about this earlier is that, I mean, grade 11 and 12, they hardly even know which way they want to go. And, you know, if it's not being motivated or for them to find out or understand that that's their strengths or it's known as a male dominated world, yeah. that's not the way they're going to go. So how do you source them and how how do you help them develop yeah, so, so the pipeline starts with Curland, which is an open program. We run information sessions. We're in eight out of the nine provinces in South Africa this year. And, um, you know, come and listen to us. We have our, we have over 120 volunteers with the organization, largely engineering students who just share their journeys. We have corporate sponsors, Unilever, Denial Dynamics and the like, who then come, you know, the day in the life of a real live engineer. And that's okay. always amazing. And then when they get into university, we run our annual fellowship program where we get in the top 60 female engineering students from around the country and we host them for a week, both with a technovation challenge, but also with a business upskilling program. And then at industry level, it's about thought leadership. You know, it's about getting engineers mm. to do what they're notoriously bad at. It's like you said, those misperceptions. If engineers have these gray box characters, they don't talk about the amazing things that mm. they're doing. And we're really clear that men need to be part of this conversation as well. And that's something I believe in everything, not just the engineering conversation, but the and whole the everything. Yeah. Exactly. And like I said, over, so, you know, it's all about this misperception. Misperceptions come from engineering used to be about things, right? The industrial revolution, very masculine, very brute. But I did say talk about two years ago when it was about, think about where engineering is going. When you put it on the news, you hear about climate change, population growth, conservation. Mm. These are about people. So engineering moving from things to people. Yes. And who's better equipped for that than women? And it's not mm. about boardroom full of women either. It's a nice <coughs> balance mm-hmm. for them. <coughs> Together <coughs> to all be happy. This woman thing. Guys, aren't we pushing too much? By the way, what did you think of that Cecil John Rhodes statue at UCT whilst you were studying there? I mean, did he offend you by any chance? So I must no. say, while I was there, it wasn't obviously a hot topic at that time. And I always say it's about being empathic, right? So everybody has a different view on things, and we have to respect that. It, different things mean different things to different people. How you go about airing your viewpoint, that's something that I do have an opinion about okay. around when you start misbehaving and that. 
it may not be the most yeah, conducive like, behavior. Like always, there's, there's always something to say, but it's how we say it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, no doubt, some people are like, oh, you're making a big thing out of nothing. But for other people, it is a hurtful part of the history. And mm-hmm. I mean, we can't put, we can't just sweep that aside. I mean, that aside at UCT, I mean, always had a great experience then. It is a very dynamic campus. So where people are, you know, given the platform to have free speech. So if we're going to promote that, then let people have free speech. But again, Without this misbehaving. <laughs> but, but Hema, you mentioned something interesting the other day. I just want to ask about that. Or I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but one of these days you can offer, is it a qualification yeah. for engineering women? What, what is that? No, so that's completely separate from the engineering. This is around, because the passion of professional, like I said, it's about incubating leaders through mentorship. And, you know, if we start talking more about the mentorship thing, it's a very sexy word right now. Everybody who's anybody and their dog are doing mentorship. Yeah. They're, they're talking oh, about being Mentored or they're, they're, they're being a mentor. Or being a mentor. And sometimes yeah. I don't understand. What is the whole, what is mentorship? What does it actually mean? You need to mentor another actor. <laughs> so quite simply. So I just hang out with somebody. Well, Teach them. Quite simply, it's just about leading from experience, right? So you've walked a certain path. If that can help somebody else who's walking a similar path, if they can learn lessons from that, then that in a nutshell is mentorship. Having said that, and that's a very personal side of it, you know, in life, the, the personal mentorship should and will, will always still go on. But the reason why I say it needs to be more formally defined and, and practiced exactly. is because nowadays what's happening, companies, these corporates, what they're doing, they're like, oh, we're building a mentorship program. And then they put some top CEO together with a graduate and they're like, okay, you guys go chat. And there we go. We have a mentoring program. Exactly. And then, I mean, it, it doesn't really go anywhere if, you know, no. you send the CEO an email to ask him no. something personal or something that you need help with and the person is too busy anyway to reply. Um, or it becomes a bit too informal Exactly And it's also like I mean look at the people in this room We are And outside the room <laughs> But we are so, We're dynamic people We're all so different Right So how, what goes to say That you and I will click yeah. If you and A mentorship is also yeah, A very never personal thing You know <laughs> So it's the type of thing with, That there's There's a deeper part Of how it works It's around How do you pay a mentor And a mentee mm. How do you go about Facilitating right. the relationship mm. How do you set proper KPIs And monitoring and evaluation exactly. To make it sustainable and then talking about the qualification because you know I spent before I founded the passion professional I spent I left my corporate job at Sassol end of 2013 and I spent a year just sort of scoping and thinking around what is it that I want to do and then I started the passion professional and the reason why I wanted to hone in on this mentorship thing was because I wanted people to understand it. I wanted it to be practiced effectively because, like I said, I am a product of mentorship and I know when done right, it can be a leadership development tool. Can can you give us an example of how your mentorship uh, journey went about? Who was your mentor? What were some of the the, the key, I'd say, um, activities that you guys did that made it uh, worthwhile as a mentorship relationship? So first of all, I don't believe in having a mentor. I believe that Yay, there's different people. Can she get a round of applause? <laughs> have, a, have, a, have a group of people. And that is it. So like now later in my life, I call them my mini board, you know. Mm-hmm. Pe- companies have boards of directors and boards of advisors. So why shouldn't we as individuals? So okay. I have five people true. on my mini board right now. But in my younger days, then it wasn't, I mean, I didn't realize it was, it was mentorship always. Sometimes it's purposefully, sometimes it's inadvertently. I mean, sometimes, well, I often say my mother's my first and my greatest mentor because someone who I emulated many things that I do. When I and I think that's, that's, that's the right way to do it. It's got to start with the parents that's stepping it. in first, right? Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it grows. 
Absolutely. And then, of course, like, you know, just in my life, even at Varsity, the people, the friends you interact with, depending on what you're learning from them, they expose you to a different sets and they, again, it's guiding along a different path. When I entered the corporate world, I had a quite a senior, and it was a, a male, a male mentor in the engineering space, but he was pivotal in terms of creating opportunities for me as a graduate, letting me know what's out there. I spent two years in Germany working as an engineer, and even the med- like you know you go into a new country, you don't know anybody, you don't know the language, you're working in a completely different technical field. This is where mentors become really key. Because that guidance has changed it for me. Mm. And then now in starting my company as a young entrepreneur, so I always say I'm your complete non-MBA entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Nothing just wrong with that. burning it's from the core passion. of my being. Yeah. But it's about speaking to other entrepreneurs, mm. people who have, and I love people who have failed. You learn the mm. most from people who have failed. Mm-hmm. Someone has only been successful. Yeah, it's great, right? But I think it also opens up a whole different world mm. to you. And then going on now, um, like I said, now where I am, because I'm more in the education space, and I'll talk more about the qualification now, and the type of people in the entrepreneurial space, my personal mentor, and just someone who's, you know, the, that's my mini board, the five people who, connectors, people who are, Naomi and I, I think we like a six-degree network, so I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone, mm-hmm. and now six degrees later, we're sitting here talking to you together, mm-hmm. and that's part of mentorship, it's part of the networking, that they op- mm-hmm. the networks that they open up to you. And then in 2013, I was selected for the Fortune 500 Global Mentorship Exchange Program. Hmm. And that was the game changer for me because they chose, Amaya, there were 27 women from around the world, emerging leaders in their own fields, um, age group like about 25 to 45. And they partnered them with a senior female executive from a Fortune 500 company for a month long of mentorship. We're in New York. So, is it, so if a month intense men- mentoring that you do yeah. with a CEO, I mean, that is, I mean, you can't even put a value to that. But the, and you know the amazing thing about it was my biggest a few learnings. But these are normal people. Mm. Yes, they're the CEO of a Fortune 500 that company. Have made they're mistakes. making a ridiculous amount of money. They're yeah. so successful. But all of them, common themes. One, they're normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them took a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's, there's risk, no risk, yes. no reward. And something that's very special to me because I'm very pro paying it forward. And one of the biggest takeaways was, you know, there's no shame in making money from doing good. Mm. Because the more money you make, the more good you, good can, you can do. do. Absolutely. And two years later, I live that every single day of my life. And mm. that's where the passion of professional came from. That's why we do the work we do with women and all the work I do personally. Um, speaking of uh, the passion of professional and that sort of thing, any any plans to to go digital? Have you have you guys have you got a, have you got an app <laughs> coming up? I mean, th- there's a couple Happening. of apps out there like Mara Mentor, which is yeah. a, a global one, but um, I think there's still a lot of space for a South African focus that is global with a global outlook. Absolutely, and you know, you, I was just smiling as you asked this because so many things you mentioned. So I'm very passionate about African solutions. We shouldn't always be looking to the West. And in the digital space, you know, especially in the interaction with Naomi and Dave, some phenomenal things opening my eyes to the power of video and photography. I'm also working with a network who's um, started the first African Resource Media Center um, right here in South Africa. Uh, that's with Africans for Africa. And hopefully, sneak peek, probably doing an, hopefully an online um, 
TV channel sometime mm, soon. That'll be fantastic. Um, it's through the training from leadership development from that side of it. So mentorship musings, which is one of my chapters. You know, for me, musings speaks to inspired conversation. So through digital, I certainly think it's the way forward because it's just a very simple and effective way to touch the lives of many. Hmm. Also, on a, on a different way, we're building a mentorship hub, which should be going live by July. And so similar to Mara Mentor, but more um, not open to the public just yet. It's more an internal platform okay. for mentees, mentors to connect. All the resources are available to their mentoring tools. I um, mean, you know, it goes back to where we started. How can you get mentorship done right? So through the right tools, the right facilities, the right platforms. Hmm. That can I really believe it's going to be a paradigm shift in the way mentorship is approached. Him? Well, uh, uh, how old are you, if I may ask? I, I was going to ask if you marry. <laughs> I'm. Uh, oh, that was my next question. <laughs> I'm 31. You're 31. Yeah. And very okay. Busy. And are you married? <laughs> yes. You are. Have you got any kids? No. Okay. So my, my, my companies so are my babies. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps you. Busy. Where are we going with these questions, by huh? the way? Where what, why, why you gotta go there? I'm just curious because, like, we're trying to keep it professional. No, because, know? like, I'm trying to find out, like, how she'd fit in marriage, kids. No, so you, you know, know, with with all. I mean, it sounds women, it sounds like she doesn't even have a minute to breathe. That's what you guys say, and then no, you burn the. Wait, oh, no. Steak. But I often get asked about work-life balance, and I'm, it's about it's about work-life choices, right? Mm. So work-life balance doesn't exist. It's about the choices you make and having the right type of support systems, people who really believe in what you do. And because I love what I do and I see the impact I'm having, you know, I think it was the most um, Richard Branson has said, if you, if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, I mean, right. it energizes you. It doesn't take from you if you yeah. enjoy it. And having said yeah. that, you know, so at yes, at this time, because I'm building a company, that is the primary focus. Everything else has sort of taken a back seat. But there'll be different times in my life where different things will take priority. And I think I've also always been very transparent about who I am, what I'm passionate about. And again, I have amazing parents, amazing support system, amazing. Well, isn't that... Actually, what, what is so central about even the passion of professionals that people will have, especially women, access to mentors that have walked that road. Uh, women with, with, with wi- uh, husbands, sorry, and, and, and kids and families who have succeeded in business, um, even with, uh, family. And you know, it's that, you know, I always say in order to teach, you need to understand. In, to, in order to often understand, you need to experience. Mm. So I've also dealt and I, you know, you go through adversity. I've had various adversities that I have to deal with in my life, even currently, where sometimes you have to just put the difficult times behind. When do you put up the brave face? When do you, when do you crash and burn? And mm. whatever it is, but it's all that experience. And that's why I say I'm the non-MBA entrepreneur, but Everything for me, even in the training, and I, that's why I don't like the word training, but the mentorship practitioner course that we've now um, developed, which is, a, again, it's brand new in the world. And with that, it's because of the experience. And, you know, people are like, experience and age are not directly mm-hmm. proportional. Is that the one that, that you can... You, you that you guys are going to offer soon. That's right. So we've just, um, so again, you know, all the time I spent thinking in where we started, the reason often why mentorship is not done properly is because who's, who's building these programs? Who's mm. doing the training? Mm. Your poor HR practitioner in, you know, corporate X is told go build a mentoring program. So in thinking about this, I brought in a group of facilitators and together we've developed a nine month curricula yeah. to 
formally qualify what I call mentorship practitioners. Okay. So it's creating a whole sub-industry in the leadership space. Uh, having said that, I mean, you're creating, say, employment, other businesses That's as it. well. Now, how can someone become a professional mentor? Do you get paid to do that as a mentor then? So this is even beyond a professional mentor. As a mentorship practitioner, it's in a nutshell, if anybody understands the coaching space, mm-hmm. it's doing for mentorship what somebody did for coaching 30 years ago. So quick, quick answers. Yes, it is in some way about monetizing mentorship because human nature, and you know, the research shows when we spend money, we take things more seriously. Of course. Mm-hmm. Personal mentorship should and will still go on. But as a qualification, and we've partnered with the IDM business school, so it will actually be a business school qualification. And it's global, but for me, the passion is on the continent. This is going to be an African solution. It's where the future of leadership is. So coaching and mentorship very different, but very complementary. But this is the kind of thing, am I right in saying, that, that corporates need? Absolutely, everybody. Well, <laughs> yes, but especially I very mean, much so. Because That's the starting point, the bigger your staffing becomes, the harder it becomes to you know to keep an eye on everyone, to help everyone grow, to be the best what they can be well, in their m- jobs. Managers usually no, take sorry. that role on well, of being mentors as well as coaches no. and no, managers. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I disagree. Yeah, but okay. you would. If, if you coaching and mentoring your staff, will that not want them to leave and start their own things? I mean, um, this is a selfish perspective. Yes, just a little. BC. So there's a few points <laughs> We're supposed there, to uplift yeah. people. No, yeah, I, I no, like what he's asking. I mean, there's a lot yes, of people who have uplift. that. Who have no, great. Yeah. Amanda, you know, mm, we, we mm, vote mm, for mm. that. But, but let's be it, honest. The, let's the, ask the hard questions. The millennial today is different to like some, so, you know, my dad's generation, they started in a job and they retired in that job. Mm. First of all, the millennial t- today is changing jobs every three to five years, if not sooner. Secondly, the millennials don't just want a boss. You're right. They want a mentoring manager. Mm. They want a manager who will manage them technically and from the mentorship side, but managers aren't equipped to do so. The third part is it's not just so don't think about by, by, you know, by promoting entrepreneurship. Let's not forget the concept of the entrepreneur. Mm. That's about mm. how do you be an entrepreneur within one. your company? Yeah. Mm. And if you're a manager, if you're HR practitioners, if you're talent managers, are then equipped properly with understanding what mentorship is? It changes, it can, you know, on a micro level, it changes the individual. On a macro level, it changes the company. company, But on a mega level, it can change the whole GDP of a country in terms of how people are contributing to the economy. Hmm. I mean, I think that's the way most corporates are going to have to go, where everyone within the corporate is almost like a mini business, if you will. They're a personal business. People shouldn't look at, at jobs as I'm just going to be an employee and collect a paycheck. But I'm, the things that I do are a business that, that adds to the bigger business, which is the corporate. Absolutely. And you know, there's, that's the whole thing. Again, with millennials, with the new generation and men and women alike, but certainly more with women, they want jobs with purpose. If you're just going in there, pencil pushing and then leaving at five o'clock, that's why you get frustrated. That's, that's why, why you wake leave. up and that's why you leave. People don't leave the job. They leave their manager. Absolutely. Yes. That is very you see, true. But that's, that's why, I mean, on, on BC's question, to me, I mean, you said it perfectly now. For me, you're never going to stop that person who is going to, he or she is going to start their own business. Mm. You know? No, I but mean, they can't but do it on our ground. Hang on. Of course they can. I've no, done it with others. Mm-hmm. When I've left, I'm still, after 10 years, still working with those people mm. who were supportive and, and who and were you've mentoring. Added Probably more value by having your own business yes. as opposed to just being an employee. And, and five yeah, but years, these hang millennials on, five are years different. later, <laughs> they're different. Emma, would you agree? Five years later, I was 
going through a rough time with my business. And I picked up the phone and phoned that mentor and said, can I come sit with you? I sat with him and he helped me after five years and Mm -hmm. and we're still friends. So for me, it's about how you can contribute to each other. And and if I'm understanding, Mm -hmm. that's what you guys do. And then how you leave at the end of the day. Because when I left the job, Mm -hmm. I did it in discussion with him saying, this is the risk I want to take. What do you suggest? But not everyone does that. It wasn't behind. That's going to happen but that's going to happen. And also, if I'm wrong, these no, millennials so don't think like that. They don't think like Wilmarie. You want to just they keep them under your thumb? I yeah, they must stay no, under my feet. <laughs> what a narrow way of thinking. Stay under my feet. I always say in life, you should never work on either extreme. So no, you're not going to get everybody to stay. But in the same breath, no, everybody's not going to leave and start their own thing either. Not everybody no, wants to be an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Exactly. exactly. And on that level, it's not even just about when it's tough time. I think in general, you know, we should start being more empathic and don't burn bridges. You know, people who go and they're like, going to give me the resignation letter and then they laugh at everything off and they swear they pass and leave. That's not a smart thing yeah. to do in any way. But the other <laughs> thing is, when, when, when people leave your company, they might be opening a space for someone who's actually better to come in that you wouldn't have been able to hire anyway. And that's but true. only if, if you, you can bring it out in them, BC. But not no, if you okay, leave let's, the company. Let's ask Dave, uh, Naomi, how do you guys deal with it? So when you guys disagree about something at the office, for example, <laughs> like like a difficult client, like for example, Kruger, they want, they want it done this way, you, you're saying this way, and, and there's disagreements as to how you guys handle it. I mean, it's those are the real life situations. Yeah. For me, what, 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 what I despise is that we, we come onto shows and we like paint this beautiful picture of how entrepreneurship or business is Meanwhile, it's shit tough. Excuse my French. You know? Yeah, but I think mm. I think him, I think mm. I think the point that Hammer makes is very very powerful in that you need to step back, take a breath, and talk about it as adults as opposed to immature people just throwing their toys out of the cot. Right. If that's the situation, if that happens, no one wins. Okay, but how do you guys disagree and agree, and you still have to go home and have sex? He's Me asking. I'm, Sorry. The boss, I'm the boss in my house, and, and I've got my wife's permission to say so. Yeah. Okay. You see. see, that's how you make. The marriage world, ladies, young ladies out there. That's how you make it work. And and Naomi, how do you how do you deal with it when he's saying no about something and you honestly want to do it? She's a mature woman. Ah, Wilmarie, wacht je is niet getrouwd, Nina. That I don't have to be married to be mature. No. But I'd love to hear. I think it will help our listeners to know to to hear this. I mean, how does that work? That that, that dynamic it seems because like that can get in the way. For marriage advice here. He works with his wife as well, by the way. She's the boss boss at home and at the office. Yes. Okay, so I think that men and women can make fantastic business partners because we are extremely different. We have a very different outlook on things. But we, and we're really fortunate. Dave's extremely masculine in his approach. He's really good with in the, in the corporate kind of space where for me it's a very natural fit to be with, you know, women, um, entrepreneur, heart-centered entrepreneurs like Hema. Um, but the thing is to respect each other and to respect your point of view. Hema also made a good point earlier about, you know, the empathy. Different things mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. So if we can each be able to share our point of view, but understand that someone else might have a slightly different point of view and very often complementary. For us, it's a key strength in our business that we are different and we approach things in different way. It's even a key strength in our photography and our videography because we don't even shoot things in the same way. Mm-hmm. We have a, a different perspective and it really adds to the whole it's like the mastermind concept and the and the more the more um sort of different points of view you can have coming together with understanding i think the more powerful your outcome at the end of the day 
So I think what BC is asking is, so what if you don't agree on something? Thank you, Vilmarie. Hey, we agree <laughs> on something for once. <laughs> Dave, how would you handle it? <clears throat> As I said earlier, you know what I've learned? I'm not 25 anymore. Um, no, really? I regret that sometimes. I'm He still rides a bike like I'm a 25 year old. Thanks, Billy. Um, I think the older you get, the, the, the better you get at, at learning to take a step back. Um, mm. I know when I was 25, you know, I was probably, well, not probably, I was very volatile and very um, impetuous. But I think with age, that that, um, that certainly has matured us. But Gnomes uh, and I have been together for 22 years, I think. And um, you just learn to, we've, we've, You've learned a way of working together in the office, I suppose, uh, a way of communicating and a way of disagreeing that doesn't, which, which happens in any business with anybody. But I guess that's something that you have to learn as people who are married to kind of take that out of the picture because sometimes we get too familiar, I suppose, with each other that, but you're my wife. Why are you disagreeing with this? You're you're against me. Uh, Whereas if it was another colleague, you just assume that they just have a different point of view. Am I correct? Yeah, I think what we've we've learned is to recognize our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm. And you know, when Noam says something uh, that she's, that I respect her view for, I generally step back and think, hang on a secie, maybe she's right. And generally she is. Mm. And And I'd I'd like to think that that happens the other way around. Well, I I personally saw two things with you guys in the bit of time that I've seen you work. And one of the things is I haven't seen one of you make a decision on your own. You run it past the other one first. And which is mm, great. That's where I fail working in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's why Tony should get kicked out of his house every well, second week. Well, that's it's only the first once thing. a year, BC. It hasn't happened yet. No, <laughs> that's the newspaper one. So he gets kicked out on average once a month. So <laughs> the newspaper catches the once I get a year out of the because she phones them out of the house once a year. Okay, but here's the key tool now. Okay, so run it past each other. That's the one thing I picked up with you guys. And the other thing I saw, I think you'll always have a fiery one, which is Dave, and and Gnomes is the more calm one and and I've seen Dave become quite fiery especially in the one video which would be me to be honest mm-hmm. so you need that calming wow. effect with you yeah so and gnomes that seems to be you am I right that calms yeah, I think things we do down balance each yeah other in that and way. that's the strengths and the weaknesses mm. um, I think I think it's just the facade she's actually as hard as nails <laughs> <laughs> well she doesn't show it then, the sweet huh? ones usually are aren't they <laughs> well we're going to go um, it's time for us to get out of here but before we do I just wanted to ask Amy one last question what is the difference between mentoring and coaching Okay. Can so I also ask her like a last question before she answers? I'll give a very quick answer then. Mm. So, you know, in a nutshell, coaching is a short-term task and performance-based engagement. You know, it's quick, it's about a performance, and the coach asks you questions so that you come to a solution. Mentoring is usually a longer-term relationship-based engagement where someone is guiding you from their experience. So someone who's walked that path, and I don't attach that to age. So someone younger can mentor someone older if they have more experience. Technology is a great example. And also reverse mentorship. Peer mentorship is really fundamental to success as well. They're complementary, but different. All right. Thank you very much. Monobisi. Yeah, I, I wanted to... Go. So what does your husband do quickly, and how does... I, 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 
One I'm going to assume something here <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Go for it. Uh, but you're quite a dominant force. And oh, how he's, does my, he's much more hard-headed than I am. Don't really? worry. He's really sweet. <laughs> he's, oh, wow. he's also an entrepreneur. I don't so think she uh, kicked me out the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, sure. Emma, where can people find you? I mean, ladies who want to become engineers or mentoring or any of that. Any of it. So um, I am at um, www.thepassionateprofessional.org. And all the details are on there. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Hemsvalib. So I'm Hems always... Hems with a Z. Hems with an S. H-E-M-S-V-A-L-L-A-B-H. All right. Um, For more of that information, especially how to uh, hit her up on Twitter, just go to uh, any one of our Twitter handles. That's uh, at... Uh, SA Speed Queen Myself at Timisha Mashan Of course at Mono BC And Black Mag At Black Magazine We gotta get out of here um, uh, For you guys at OVNP Photography Where can we uh, find you guys? Okay Our website is www.ovpimaging.com We're also mm-hmm. on Facebook You can also sign up Near the bottom of the page On the website Any page To register to receive our content So you'll see how we work Our, um, our blogging And our and our email marketing through that. All OVP right. stands Fantastic. for Outdoor Video and Photographic. Well, that's us for this week. We're out of here. Have a happy Easter holiday. Drive safe on those roads. They can be hectic. We love you. It's Black Life. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Ciao.